1: SSOP.
0: That cost seems absurdly low to me. Like, first, I expected it to be much higher given the quality of the content, but also $0.99. You you can't park next to a theater for $0.99.
1: Accurate. Also, if you watch Marquee TV, you get to see these shows maybe wearing your pajamas and hanging out with your cat or your dog.
0: Yeah. It's a good way to sort of indulge your own curiosity. You can see all the performances of Hamlet or maybe the first 15 minutes of all of the performances of Hamlet, and you don't have to rope your friends and family into all of that.
1: Or you could watch Richard II over and over and over and over.
0: (laughs) What's the best angle for David Tennant Mm -hmm. in Richard II?
1: Trick question. All of them. (laughs) Anyway, you definitely need to explore the website because there is a ton of really fun, fascinating... Engaging stuff on there. I went in specifically looking for Shakespeare and I found a ton of other things I wanted to watch.
0: Yeah. You can keep up with what they're doing on social media at Marquee Arts TV. You can visit their website at marquee.tv. That's marquee.tv to get three months of their service for just 99 cents with the promo code SSOP. Bring the arts home with Marquee TV. And now the show. Hi, I'm Sam Payne, host of the Appleseed Podcast. This season, imagine this. A crackling fire, a mug of cocoa, and family gathered around a great story. All you need is the fire and the cocoa. We'll take care of the stories. Join us in every episode of the Appleseed Podcast for folk tales, fairy tales, family stories, tall tales, and more, shared by some of the country's most beloved storytellers, and just right for gathering around. Make it a Christmas season to remember with the Appleseed Podcast. Find the Appleseed wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Coming up, a tragicomic novel about a high school class reunion.
0: A novella about a kidnapping gone wrong.
1: Plus, our distraction of the week. I'm Mel.
0: I'm Dave. This is the Library of Lost Time.
1: I just put a book called The Most Likely Club by Alyssa Friedland on the top of my TBR. Okay. This is the story of four high school girls who were friends for life. They sat at the smart but social table in the lunchroom, and in their yearbooks, they were awarded promising superlatives by their classmates. Stuff like most likely to win the White House and most likely to cure cancer.
0: So a certain kind of the high-end person at high school.
1: Yes. Smart but social. Right. But that was in 1997. It's now 25 years later, and their lives have fallen a little bit short of their plans And it's time for their class reunion.
0: I'm still catching up with it was 25 years ago in 1997.
1: (laughs) Well, there is that. (laughs) Yeah. There are a few things that sold me on giving this book a shot. Mm -hmm. First, in my real life, I am generally not nostalgic. And it's kind of rare for me to spend a lot of time looking back. Yeah. But I am all about it in books and movies and TV.
0: Watching somebody else do it.
1: 100%. Yeah. I love to watch the cringy reunion and the awkward conversations and the reckoning of past selves with present ones, but only on the page or on the screen. Right. Second, I read the opening pages of this book, and it felt like the author had been spying on me at Blue Mountain High School. So I'm going to read you the first paragraph. Okay. The smart but social table in the lunchroom was in the back corner, underneath a row of wall-mounted pennants boasting victories in swimming— wrestling and football, and kitty-corner from the hot and popular table, which was next to the cafeteria line. Scattered in between were the artsy types, the nerds, the fishheads, the goths, and the milquetoasts who defied classification. Yeah. I can see it all so clearly in my memory. Yes. Finally, I've read and loved a previous book by Alyssa Friedland. That one was last summer at the Golden Hotel.
0: Oh, yeah. You recommended that when we were on What Should I Read Next?
1: Yes, when we were talking about summer reads. Yeah. That one is about a family reunion at a Catskills resort hotel that's a little past its prime. Really good summer read. The author, Alyssa Friedland, is really good at creating sympathetic characters that also have some uncomfortable edges. So you're rooting for them. But they also do things that make you scratch your head and say, why are you doing that? Just like real people.
0: Yeah. All adolescents everywhere.
1: Yeah. She also does a good job of balancing humor and pathos. So you're laughing while you're also poking at your little tender bits. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing what she does with the transition from bright young things to complicated adults. That's The Most Likely Club by Alyssa Friedland.
0: My book is The English Understand Wool. By Helen DeWitt. This is a novella. It's short. It's about 65 pages. It's part of a series from New Directions Publishing. They call the series Storybooks. They are stories that are intended to be read in a single sitting. There are currently six books in that series. You can buy them all in a bundle from the publisher if you're in the U.S. But this story is about a 17-year-old girl with a certain kind of impeccable taste. She has been brought up by a French mother and an English father in a house of unchecked privilege. Mm -hmm. She knows that one should buy linen in Ireland, but have the dress made by a Thai seamstress in Paris.
1: Interesting.
0: Yep. She knows that Germans understand precision and machines and that Arabs understand honor. That kind of thing. Nice. And then one day, her parents vanish. She discovers that the person she thought was her mom was not her mother. What? But instead, her kidnapper. <gasps> and that her parents were thieves who stole a fortune she ought to have inherited when her real parents died.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. What a setup.
0: Right? And the rest of the story is about what happens next. The Washington Post described it as having a plot that hums like German machinery. Cool. Yeah, this seems like an excellent way to spend a couple hours. The print version just came out this week in the U.S. It's The English Understand Wool. By Helen DeWitt. And now, our distraction of the week. This week, while
1: looking at inspiring things on Instagram, I came across a photo from Rebecca the Musical. This is a thing I did not know existed.
0: So, you've got a certain tone. I do. That suggests to people not familiar with you (laughs) that you're sort of shocked and alarmed by this development.
1: Little context for people who might not be on my emotional journey with me right now. (laughs) Rebecca is a classic gothic novel from 1938 written by Daphne du Maurier. Right. And now it's a musical.
0: And it was also made into a classic black and white movie by Alfred Hitchcock with uh, Laurence Olivier and Joan Fontaine. Correct. Long ago. Yes. Some people might know it from there. But now it's a musical.
1: And now it's a musical. Full-blown, technicolor musical. So I had to go investigating. Okay. Because, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Even if you've never read Rebecca, you might be familiar with its iconic first line, which is, last night I dreamt I went to Manderley again.
0: Last night I dreamt I went to Manderley again.
1: Comes up in pop culture sometimes. Okay. Those words are spoken by the unnamed female narrator. We never get her name. She's just I. Okay. She is the newly installed mistress of the estate called Manderley, because she just met wealthy Englishman Maxim de Winter and he swept her off her feet and right into a quick marriage. And now she's on this estate in England being intimidated by the truly terrifying housekeeper, Mrs. Danvers. Yeah. And haunted by the lingering ghost of her husband's first wife, Rebecca.
0: All very gothic.
1: The idea that this is now a musical is a little bonkers to me. All right. But let me tell you what I learned. Okay. The German language show opened in 2006 in Vienna, and it was immediately a sold-out hit. For three years, every show was sold out. Speculation is that part of the reason it's so popular, aside from the twisty gothic story, Is that at the end of the show, a two-story spiral staircase that's lined with bookshelves is set on fire and completely collapses through the floor.
0: Take that, Phantom of the Opera.
1: Exactly. I'll put a photo of the set in show notes. It's amazing. Okay. And then it went on to be produced in Tokyo, Helsinki, Budapest, Moscow, Bucharest, Belgrade. International tour of this show.
0: Many, many places, but none in English. Until 2010. All
1: right. When it was meant to open in the U.S., in English, on Broadway. Oh. A theater and rehearsal space were lined up. Actors had been hired. Sets were being built. But then... The real-life story began to mirror the melodramatic plot of the play.
0: The director married the starlet and then ran away with her to a mansion on a hill?
1: It's a little less romantic than that. The producers were really short on cash. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Twice, they announced the opening of the musical. Yep. And twice, they had to cancel when financing fell through. Oh. So they got pretty desperate. Yep. And they teamed up with a wealthy, charming middleman to help them find new backers. And he succeeded.
0: Oh, okay.
1: He lined up four new investors in Germany, and the production was back on track until one of the investors died before he could wire them the money. And he died of malaria that he contracted on an African safari.
0: It would have been better if he'd been killed by somebody pushing a statue off of a tall Victorian building.
1: (laughs) True. In the aftermath of his untimely demise, the other investors backed out. And the show was doomed again.
0: So this is the third time the show is close to death. Yes.
1: But then, salvation! Okay. A new theater lover stepped in to make up the cash shortfall. But before he could wire the money...
0: He got crushed by a statue falling from a Victorian house.
1: Again, less romantic. Okay. He got mysterious emails.
0: Oh, well, that's pretty good.
1: He got two mysterious emails warning him, quote the walls are about to cave in on the Rebecca production. So worried about what the heck was going on, he pulled his investment. And then the FBI showed up. What? Remember that wealthy, charming middleman tasked with finding new backers?
0: Yeah, the guy who found the Germans.
1: Yeah, he was a total scam artist. Oh. The German investor, the one who died of malaria? Yeah? He never existed. (laughs) Okay. And neither did his three buddies all four of the Germans were made up by the charming middleman. Huh. So now the FBI and the SEC thought that maybe the show's producers were in cahoots with the charming middleman. Yeah, sure. They're all perpetuating this fraud together. Yeah. But they were eventually cleared. Okay. They were just poor judges of character, apparently, not fraudsters. The scam artist, he pled guilty to fraud charges and was sentenced to three years in federal prison. And the producers of Rebecca we're not in jail, but their right to produce the show eventually ticked out. So that totally awesome twisted staircase never physically burned to the ground on Broadway. (laughs) But it sure did figuratively. Yeah. (laughs) On a slightly more upbeat note. Yeah. Going all the way back to why I started this story. Yeah. A new production of Rebecca opened in Vienna last week to much acclaim and The Burning Staircase at the end.
0: Yeah, cool.
1: So everything I just told you is the bare bones of a very twisty story with lots of questionable characters and theater grudges. If anyone is curious to know more, there's a 90-minute documentary available on YouTube and a really helpful Reddit recap (laughs) if you just want to know a little bit more than I told you. Okay. And there's also some video from when the Broadway production was meant to launch, so I'll put all of that in the show notes.
0: That's amazing.
1: Visit strongsenseofplace.com library for more details about the books we discussed and that wacky story about Rebecca the Musical.
0: Thanks for joining us in the Library of Lost Time. Remember, to visit your local library and your independent bookstore to lose some time yourself.
1: Stay curious. We'll talk to you soon.